Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. The UK government has announced its plans to ban the American XL bully breed of dog following a number of very serious attacks there. But how straightforward is it to ban a particular breed of dog? Gillian Bird is head of education and media at the DSPCA. Afternoon, Gillian. Good afternoon. Uh, so, is it very straightforward to just ban one particular breed, or can these things be nudged slightly? We've never done it here in the Republic of Ireland. We've never banned a breed. So uh, it's very difficult to say, but it doesn't work. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. Does it work? I mean, this is an incredibly controversial thing that they're even discussing, that they're looking at doing. They've tried doing it in the past in the UK with, with banning the pit bulls. And and now they're looking at banning another breed of dog. So, you know, you have to question, is it going to work for them? Yeah, because when they banned pit bulls, does that mean there was no more pit bulls? Or there were dogs that were kind of, you'd call it something else, but it's more or less a pit bull. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know those reports there, and in the Scottish SPCA were talking about it, that there was thousands of dogs put to sleep unnecessarily because they were friendly pit bulls because they looked like pit bulls because they were pit bull crosses so you know there's a very negative side to this as well as what they are trying to achieve Mm. Uh, but but at the same time are there you know is there an issue with a certain amount of dogs that all have that all seem to have come from a very limited amount of sources and are bred to be aggressive well, what's scary about the XL bullies, especially when you start reading some of the articles that are out there at the moment, is the what seems to be the size of the genetic pool for these dogs, which is always going to end up in a problem where you have animals that are coming from one source, one genetic source or a limited genetic source, and you're going to end up with animals that have health issues apart from anything else. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but, uh, but these particular dogs, are they, could it, you know, could one go so far as to say they're problematic in that they're dangerous? Well, every dog is potentially dangerous. <laughs> you know, every dog can bite. These are obviously a big dog and big dogs are strong. They can be potentially more dangerous than other dogs, especially when it comes to, to bites or, or jumping up on people. You can't be breed specific when it comes to these things. It has to be about responsible and educated pet ownership. And it's about the pet owners and the people breeding these animals being responsible about who is they're selling them to, who they're rehoming them to, and and how well trained both the owners, their families, and the dogs are. Yeah, uh, and, uh, but at the same time, and maybe this is a terrible uh, generalisation, Gillian, but, you know, you get the impression that a certain sort of person buys these sorts of dogs and they want to look scary. That oftentimes the owners are as scary as the do- looking as the dogs are. You do, you see that. And I mean, you know, you get a lot of influence from the media because a film will have particular dogs in it and they'll have a particular look and they'll be particular title. But, you know, you, you see this all the time and and you've seen it with all the different breeds over the years. I mean, we've seen it with the Staffies, we've seen it with the Dobermans, the German Shepherds, all of these big dogs. We've seen it that people, you know, go through these trends of having these dogs. But you can turn that back again to things like the Labradoodles, the Pugs, all these other dogs as well that become trendy for people to have. And it is often unfair to pick on particular breeds of dogs. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to, and in a more general sense, a lot of this uh, breeding, we're, you know, we're breeding dogs so they fit in our handbags and we breed dogs because they look tough. And it's probably not doing the dog any great favours. A lot of them have health problems. 
Well, this is it. And we've always bred dogs to serve the purpose that we want, be it that they're a herding animal like a collie, a sheepdog, that they're a security dog, a guard dog, that they're, you know, they, they have a job to do. And that's why we have bred dogs to be certain things. And yeah, absolutely. How you breed a dog and, and where the genetic material has come from to produce these animals has to be questioned. And it's from an animal welfare point of view, it's always a huge concern of ours that we have to make sure that animals are healthy and responsibly bred. Right. And and even but even leaving aside that your point about responsible dog ownership, to say you can't have a particular breed in a country sounds kind of slightly nonsensical because you can... Uh, you can always uh, breed it with another breed and then it's technically not whatever the bad, you know, it's technically then uh, um, uh, not an American XL bully. You can call it, it's not, you can call it a bulldog or something else. Yeah, under the Irish legislation, the restricted breed list, we have we have this restricted breed list, which, you know, you can you can debate whether it's right or not. But the rules for that are that any, a particular breed, listed breed, a strain or cross of, must follow the the laws. So, you know, you could put that in place in the UK and say, well, we've banned pit bulls and, you know, the American XL bully is a crossbreed of a pit bull. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so would that mean it's still banned? It, well, it would be. It would depend on whatever legislation they put in place. Yeah. I don't know how successful they're going to be. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. It, it's one of these hugely controversial things because you have many pet owners out there who are incredibly responsible, look after their animals properly. And as is usual, all it takes is one irresponsible owner or two irresponsible owners who cause these problems. Yeah. So so if a dog, so it could get to a nonsensical extent where, you know, is the dog 5% pit bull, that's, you know, illegal. And But if it's 10%, that's, you know, not legal. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're back to a situation here. We shouldn't be restricting breeds of dogs. We should be dealing with what the dogs do. And as a result, we should be, you know, talking to the owners about why the dog is aggressive. Why is it attacked? Why was it out unsupervised? Why was it not in the lead? Why was it not muzzled? You know, it's it's the breed, not deed argument. Mm. And But those regulations about being out on leads and uh, and that kind of stuff, is there anything close to the resources available to enforce those regulations? Uh, No, we don't have, in this country, we probably don't have the resources, but it should be part of the general education. When you are taking a dog, be it from a breeder, a friend is giving it to you, you're taking it from a rescue centre, there's an education there. It's the responsibility of the dog owner, the person getting the animal, and the person who's rehoming the animal or selling the animal to make sure that the dog owner is educated about what their legal requirements are when it comes to dog ownership because there's there's more than just walking your dog on a lead there's the picking up the dog poo there's the dog licenses having the animal microchipped having it registered there's a lot of laws around dog ownership and it's not a simple thing of just i have a dog you must be educated Mm. to own a dog and what you need to have to legally own a dog would you make that mandatory some sort of licensing of owners Oh, it would be wonderful if it was. I mean, you'd love to see that there's a compulsory thing. You must attend dog training classes. You must attend a, a workshop um, which covers your legal legal obligations as a dog owner. I, I think it would be fantastic. It certainly would be would be good to see. I don't know how possible it is, 
But, you know, there are a huge amount of responsible dog owners out there who do know the laws. And then there are other people out there who don't follow all of them because they, they don't think they reply to them. And then there's people who just don't care. So it's the usual thing. It's about everybody being responsible for the dog they own. And then we should end up in a situation where none of these incidents should happen. Gillian, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Gillian Bird there, Head of Education and Media uh, at the DSPCA. A couple of comments on that. One person said, I recently watched a programme on the BBC about those designer pit bull terriers, some of which can command up to 20 grand. One breeder had an illegal breeding unit in his back garden, was making a small fortune, but he was shut down. He just reopened elsewhere. And someone else says, perhaps some popular opinion, but coming from a household where we always had dogs, dad is a vet, educated household, and we still have dogs now. But I don't think I fully agree that it's all on the owner. Some breeds are so hard to manage. When I was a child, we had a dangerous breed, always responsibly kept, etc., but still broke free and attacked my five-year-old cousin. And thankfully, my dad was outside and saved him. I am sick to think what would have happened if it wasn't. I'm a dog lover, but some breeds are just a no-no for me, even though I consider myself a very responsible dog owner. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.